Good morning. Our first reading is from Isaiah. Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this fast that I choose to lose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. The word of the Lord. We will read responsibly portions of Psalm 112. Hallelujah! Happy are they who fear the Lord and have great delight in God's commandments. Wealth and riches will be in their house, and their righteousness will last forever. It is good for them to be generous in lending and to manage their affairs with justice. They will not be afraid of any evil rumors. Their heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. They have given freely to the poor, and their righteousness stands fast forever. They will hold up their head with honor. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians. 
When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Yet among the mature we do speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish. But we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For what human being knows what is truly human except the human spirit that is within? So also no one comprehends what is truly God's except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit that is from God so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. And we speak of these things in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual things to those who are spiritual. Those who are unspiritual do not receive the gifts of God's Spirit, for they are foolishness to them, and they are unable to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Those who are spiritual discern all things, and they are themselves subject to no one else's scrutiny. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ, the word of the Lord. gospel this Lord's Day is the gospel according to Matthew. We are in chapter 5. <clears throat> Jesus was speaking and Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but rather on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, therefore, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Now do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. 
I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The gospel of our Lord. be seated. Good morning again and welcome. I would like to turn to the Old Testament lesson found today in Isaiah 58. Now, this happens to be the lesson that is not printed on the insert to your bulletin. So I would suggest that perhaps this afternoon you find a few minutes, open up your Bible to Isaiah 58, Read these words for yourself. It won't take you very long. Read again this lesson from Isaiah and see what it says to you. Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied among you all in the knowledge of God and of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Many, many years ago, when I was a child growing up in central Kansas, my family attended church every single Sunday. And our pastor back in those long ago days was a man named Pastor Bob. Pastor Bob, and Pastor Bob had some things he really liked to say. He had a lot of what might be called pet phrases. And these pet phrases of his seemed to find their way into every single sermon he ever preached. I'm pretty sure I have some phrases like that too, by the way, and you can tell me what they are on your way out this morning. But back to Pastor Bob, he certainly had his share of pet phrases. And one of his absolute favorites, a phrase that Pastor Bob seemed to use in his sermons all the time, he liked to say, people are going through the motions of faith. Oh, he talked about this all the time. People going through the motions of faith. And what Pastor Bob meant was how easy it is for us as Christians to come to church on Sunday morning Stand up when the bulletin says stand up and sit back down again when it says sit back down. How we can recite the Lord's Prayer and the Apostles' Creed every Sunday on cue. How we can then go back home and robotically repeat, come Lord Jesus, be our guest, before diving into dinner. How we can get the kids here to be baptized, how later on we can drop them off for confirmation how we can do all of these outward things without ever once surrendering our hearts. How we can do all of these outward, shall I say, expected and obligatory things 
without ever kneeling before Jesus or turning our lives over to him. And Pastor Bob called this going through the motions of faith. And every time in one of his sermons that Pastor Bob used this phrase, and if I'm lying, I'm dying. But every time Pastor Bob ever said, going through the motions of faith, he did this thing with his arms, like he was a basketball official calling you for traveling. It was always like this. People are going through the motions of faith. So just for fun. Just for fun, I am going to use this phrase a few more times today. And when I do, could you please do this with your arms too? Let's practice now. Can we do that? Are you ready? A big issue for Christians today, people going through the motions of faith. Oh, you guys are good. You are good. You're better than MBA officials. They never call anybody for travel. But back to the Bible. Back to the Bible and the Old Testament book of Isaiah. The lesson from Isaiah for today seems like it was put in the Bible just for Pastor Bob to use in one of his sermons. It, just for him, because you see what Isaiah is talking about today is exactly what Pastor Bob was trying to get at. And here's what I mean. Back in Old Testament times, back in those ancient days, God's people regularly fasted. Fasting was simply part of worship. Now, fasting may seem rather intense to us and maybe something we'd never ever dream of doing, but it was not at all uncommon then. It regularly accompanied prayer, for example. Well, in the lesson for today, Isaiah notices that people are, in fact, fasting. Well, how nice is that, says Isaiah. This is just wonderful. And yet, while they are fasting, they're also arguing with each other and fighting. While they are fasting, verse 3, they are oppressing their workers. In other words, while they are fasting and worshiping God, somehow they can still find a way to be thoughtless and mean to the people who work for them. While they are fasting and humbling themselves before God, well, ironically enough, they're actually kind of proud of themselves. Hey, look at me! I'm fasting! God must certainly be pleased with me! And so on. And, and to Isaiah, fasting like this is just going through the motions of faith. You're fasting because you're expected to. You're fasting because somebody is watching and, and, and smiling and nodding with approval. You're not fasting because you love God. You're not fasting because you want to live, give your life to God or learn how to love your neighbor as you love yourself. At best, you're fasting out of habit. At best, you are praying out of habit. At worst, you're intentionally being hypocritical. You're going through the motions of faith while still being selfish and self-centered in everyday ways. You are going through the motions of faith when what God wants here 
is your life? Sound at all familiar? The lesson from Isaiah seems like it was put there just for a Pastor Bob sermon. Actually, it seems like the lesson was put there just for me. And, and maybe for you too. Because I think all of us know what it means to go through the motions of faith. How often? How often we can listen to a reading from the Bible, for example, and hear Jesus himself talk about loving our neighbors the way we love ourselves only to then go out and live the same old self-absorbed lives we've always lived. How often we can pray about forgiveness while somehow forgetting to repent. How often we can pray about forgiveness while neglecting to offer it to others. So much easier and more fun, after all, to carry a grudge instead. How often we can stand up, sit down, sing a hymn, recite a creed, go home, only to live the way we've always lived, untouched, unmoved, unchanged. It's what Pastor Bob called going through the motions of faith, and Isaiah would agree. Now, the motions of faith are important and should not be neglected. Worship and prayer, Bible study, fasting, Fasting as a spiritual discipline, Lent is coming after all, and we will hear again how Jesus fasted. Maybe it's something we ought to think about too. The outward signs and motions of faith, including worship and prayer and fasting, still matter. But I think we understand the heart matters more. We ought to take seriously the daily rituals and motions of faith, if you will, but we can't be content with them, not till it all gets connected to daily life. And the one who makes this possible, the one who can make the connection between motions and daily ritual on the one hand and daily life on the other, the one who makes the connection is none other than Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one and only Son of the one and only God, who for us and our salvation came into this world and died on a cross. Jesus didn't just go through the motions of faith, no. A merely outward love and a merely external faith is not going to get you crucified. Jesus did more than go through the motions. He died for you, then rose again. From all eternity, he has had you in his hands and in his heart. From all eternity, he has loved you with a love that will not let you go. His death and resurrection makes the connection between us and the Eternal Father. His death and resurrection makes the connection between this world and the next, opening to us a place in the kingdom forever. And the death and resurrection of this Jesus Christ makes the connection between the motions of faith and the heart of it all. His love, his death, his resurrection, it makes the connection between the motions of faith and life. 
Jesus has promised to enter the lives of all those who call on him. Not just our ritual, not just the occasional gesture. Jesus has promised to enter the hearts and lives of his people, including you, and to do so now. He has promised to make those connections. And may this be the day. May this be the day the God of our gestures becomes as well the Lord of our lives. And may our hands and our hearts always be his. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We turn to the hymn.